You're listening to the Veteran Etc. Podcast, as there's always more to be said about a veteran. Join your host, Mike Kim, a veteran, ex-monk, season war trauma therapist, and writer, as he shares his years of research in veteran readjustment culture and the meaning of warrior life. Now, here's your host, Mike Kim. Veteran, etc. This is a show that is based on the veteran readjustment culture. This is something that I've created the concept basically going back to the 1990s, early 1990s with my work with veterans. And I just feel as though veterans have been looked upon merely as just these images outside of our our primary culture. And so I'm trying to define what what is the daily life of veterans through the show each week, through a personality or through an essay. This week's essay is going to be on veteran consciousness. I would I would even be more specific as far as saying it's more of an issue of perception. And so let me go on in this essay to explain that or to describe to describe first because i think what happens is when we engage something that is veteran or even in ourselves when we're thinking about a veteran when we're thinking of ourselves as veterans or as as a civilian who's thinking about a veteran i, I don't i don't think whether you're a veteran or civilian, by and large, you're not thinking about how you came about that thought. And I think that's important to capture. And I think this is why when veterans get on their high horse and they speak about, oh, this is what it's like to be a veteran. And and this is it. And this is that. Look at this movie. Look at the movie that I'm in. Look at the show that I'm in. Look at the art that I've created. Look at the theory that I've, that, that I've developed. Look at this. Look at that. It's the veteran, that's the veteran reality. You, you know, the perfect image that I get is either back in the 1950s and 60s with Audie Murphy, how he was a very honorable war hero, but at the same time, he came back with a lot of disruptive patterns from his war and military experience, right? In his civilian life. I forgot who his wife was, but he ended up marrying several times after he came back from the military the last time when he was basically out in Hollywood making movies and Audie Murphy basically slept with a pistol under his bed and there was a lot of issues where his wives just had especially the wife in the major you know I forgot who who she is but she's like a, a superstar back then and she was married to Audie Murphy and basically you know they ended up getting a divorce and so you've got to ask questions what are the readjustment issues that led to that and so these are things that I try to capture you know that that kind of like knowledge gap in the work that I do and I've been trying to capture that like something in between you know Okay, for example, with Audie Murphy, the movie star and all the movies and, and all the things that he's done, you know, in in real life as a, as a real combat 
hero, probably America's biggest combat medal recipient, you know, just just incredible during World War II and then becomes a huge movie star. So that's like one end that, that we have in regards to like understanding Audie Murphy. But then what's what's this other side of Audie Murphy that we're hearing like years later from different reports from different biographies? We're getting a different we're getting a different picture, not that there's one picture that's right and the other one's wrong. It's just we're we're having a dance with the different narratives and that's what perception does and i i think that there's there's not enough of it even in even in in and i know some of my peers will be angry at me because you know i will seem like i'm crashing like the veteran art scene or the veteran poetry scene or the veteran writing scene and i'm not I'm just trying to be very critical because it's, to be quite honest, it's not just about like the veteran in all of this. And it's not just about the veteran's empiricism. What do I mean by that? It's not just the veteran's senses. It's, it's the things that you get, the reflections that you get from the veteran that's tied to other veterans, that's tied to the family of veterans, it's tied to our larger society. These things make a great pool of interest in regards to understanding the veteran. And we, we seldom get that. We seldom get that. I mean, you know, we can get someone from civilian corporate media, uh, like a David Brooks to come out and say, you've got to read this book by, by Philip Clay, he, you know, redeployments or redeployment. I, I you know, I, I started reading the book and to be quite honest, I, I just had a lot of problems with it. I read different stories, different parts of it, but I just, it didn't sit well with me because I I find the author, Philip Clay, moving away from his own true perceptions. And he's trying to ride on the perceptions of others who experience different types of war. And he himself has tried to capture that, but from just his limited ideations, his uh, idyllic understanding of like war in the military. Through, through his book, even though it seems at times visceral. I know I had a, at one time, a doctoral advisor who was just really wanting me to incorporate Philip Clay's books into my research. And I was just like, well, the problem with that, you know, I challenged the advisor and the advisor was just like kind of dumbfounded because there was, there was truth in what I was saying. And that is, where am I getting the soul of Phil Clay in the writing? You know, one can distribute great style in works. And I'm not just talking about Phil. I'm talking about other people. The reason why I mentioned Phil is because he ends up, I guess, in 2014 being the recipient, being the recipient of book of author of the year regarding book of the year. I'm not jealous. I, I'm trying to be critical. The work as a deposit into veteran readjustment culture and how how that is placed from my eyes and my eyes alone. You may agree with me, but then you may not agree with me. And as I've said in a podcast at connected to Emory University with their kind of like human wellness uh, program, Dr. Chris Eagle, he teaches a course and I, I we've been in dialogue about veteran readjustment and he teaches a course on, on veterans. And I 
was on his podcast and I, I can provide the link below, but I, I'm very mild in regards to my scrutiny towards Phil Clay and these other people, Roy Scranton and just others. I'm not that hard on them because I recognize that the, the products that they produce for veteran culture, for the larger veteran culture, they are works of perception themselves. So I honor that. I, I, I honor that. But at the same time, for me to blindly honor that, just like I can't blindly honor Audie Murphy, as I mentioned earlier about my my perceptions, again, my perceptions of who he, who Audie Murphy was like in the battlefield, incredible, uh, incredible leader, incredible hero, saved many lives. At the same time, I can also look at the Audie Murphy who comes back home and is struggling with major veteran readjustment issues, right? And I think it's just important to make those distinctions. And as I said before, a lot of my work is involved in the middle of those two spaces. I can engage those two spaces of the narrative of the different texts that are spoken about the person who's, you know, a part of veteran or military culture like on the foreground. But then, you know, there's the stuff in the middle in between the foreground and the background. And that's what I try to capture in a lot of my work in, in veteran, et cetera, the questions I ask my guests, because I don't know, the other day I was thinking about, is there a veteran consciousness, right? So that's the theme of the show. And I lead you into a track to basically challenge you as far as like, is there a veteran consciousness or can you go with, where I'm going, and that is maybe there's a veteran collection of perceptions, right? Veteran perceptiveness. And then maybe moving into a veteran consciousness. But I think the big question is, why haven't perceptions really been like honored within the veteran community? I mean, even though a lot of like unconscious and subconscious narratives are being circulated within the veteran terrain, but, you know, to consciously try to understand how veterans treat their daily lives, how they think, how they feel, what are their relationships like with their families? What are they doing in regards to healing and restoring themselves? We, we get it. We get a narrative out there, a, a big, a big narrative, a big story. And we get a bunch of big stories about that, right? From like, and I'm not saying these sources are bad, the, the New York Times or military.com or Military Time, Leatherneck Magazine. These are great sources for veteran information and they tap into veteran culture. But I pose the challenge as far as how much is there room to understand veteran perceptions, you know, our experiences, our encounters and, and really being like attuned to those because before we start thinking about veterans, conceptualizing a war, like that's the problem I have in many ways with Phil Clay's book and, and a, lot other, a lot of other pieces tied to war and the Terry is that we're not getting a lot of the the perceptions I feel. Yeah, I, I feel that. And yeah, 
we can talk more about that in the future. But I think veteran perception is something that needs to be understood. Much like veteran art, you know, when we see a great piece by Maria Salazar, the great, I think the great veteran sculptor, are, are we like just looking at the beauty of the art, the, the aesthetic, because that's great. But are, are we also trying to look for different messages from the site of the great imagination and creativity of, of the piece in front of us, of the veteran art piece in front of us? Or if you read one of my poems or if you read one of my essays, you know, are you getting into maybe going back and forth? I'm not saying to strictly go into the mind of the creator, the artist, the, the thinker. You'll never fully get that. But maybe you'll get something from making that effort of trying to study that. And I think it's and informative to move in that direction instead of just automatically making rationalizations, intellectualizing something like war and in that war or the hearts of the intentions of soldiers in that war. A lot of times it's about being truly in touch with perceptions. And so we can get lost in different narratives, but I would say paying attention to the narratives filled with perceptions and not just, like I said, style. Although style is a part of perception, but let's break all of that stuff down later. We can start from the front end, operate from the richness of, of the veteran encounters, the veteran reality, not how that can be glossed over by like fancy words or, or a nice style to present the art. I think that can be solved or presented or recognized the back end. The front end, I'm mostly concerned with what are, what's, what's the initial encounter? You know, when, what are your feelings? Like when I, you know, people talk about veteran homelessness, but every encounter that I, that I have with like someone who's claiming to be a veteran, I don't even know if they're a veteran or not. And, and they're out on the street and they're talking about with their narrative, their card or whatever, I'm a homeless veteran, please support me or something like that. They've got to have many different ideas going on. And, you know, who's capturing that? All we have is, or, or what are the ideas being captured of the one objectified, the actual veteran on the street? A lot of that is not really pulled out and not given a lot of information. Instead, including myself, we want to give the representation, provide the representation of the represented. And, you know, if it's us, I think that's one place where we can start with integrity. But when we try to represent the other without giving the other more room to represent him or herself, his and her narratives, got to say that that's a point of like sacred perception that, that has to be like considered as far as this pursuit of perception, the veteran perception. I'm going on and on with this because I feel it's it's being clouded by just big headlines and bigger narratives out there. So we'll be talking more about veteran 
perceptions and how that's connected to consciousness. Veteran Etc. invites you to join us again with your host, Mike Kim, every Sunday. If the content from this podcast is informative to you, please share the podcast with others. Give a like and or post something you learned from the episode on social media. If interested in other truly informative podcasts like Veteran Etc., check out cominghomewell.com for a listing of other veteran-based podcasts. Thank you for tuning in.